Hi, and welcome to Loans Elevated. I'm your host, Brock Lassig, top 1% loan officers nationwide. I'll be bringing you my best tips, strategies, and industry insights to help you create wealth through homeownership. Thank you for tuning in. Okay, welcome back to another episode of Loans Elevated. I have a very special, really awesome guest, Landon Arnett. Hi. Hey, what's up, man? So he came a few weeks ago and did a lunch and learn for us with realtors and really trying to get in the mind of an appraiser and crack some of this code so that we're all working on the same team, right? We're not working against each other, those types of things. Uh, Landon's been in the business forever. I respect the heck out of him. We've known each other for quite a while. He's a real estate investor, so he has that in mind, but he's also an excellent appraiser. I don't know if you want to give a quick intro on how long you've been in the business, how long you've been doing this. Yeah, sure. So um, you said forever, which uh, um, compared to other appraisers, I'm I'm new, uh, considering the average age of appraisers in the U.S. is over 50. Um, but I've been in, I've been uh, appraising here in the Utah area for about six years. Um, and like you said, um, I'm also an investor. Uh, I'm married to a very high producing, very successful agent. Um, so I have a bit of that perspective as well. When we talk about maybe some of the difference differences between appraisers and agents, mm-hmm. I sit and work next to an agent all day long. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I, I think I have a, a, a broad uh, understanding of that side and a very deep understanding of investing and appraising and values and things like that. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you for coming. Of course. And Happy really, yeah, in this market, only the last six years even matters. That's anyway, true. So we're, That's we're true. Good. It's been it's been a wild ride of six years. I got in at a very interesting time to, to start appraising and uh, it's it's been great. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's dive in. Uh, square footage adjustments. It's There's a certain general dollar amount per square mm-hmm. foot above grade and yep. below grade. Yeah. So, and these, these have changed a lot recently. Um, as values go up, the adjustments also need to go up to be able to make, you know, significant changes. Mm. If I valued, so right now, typically I'm looking at above grade square footage dollar valuation at somewhere between like 40 and $60 per square foot depending on how nice you are and the, and, and the area, you know, and for how nice us, the home is not how nice you. Oh are yes. Not how nice you. Yes. Attending <laughs> the appraisal. Exactly. Um, you know, and that makes sense. Cause if, if you're an $800,000 home, um, you know, I need to make, if I'm trying to make a three to 5% adjustment for size, mm-hmm. I can't base it on like a 20 or $30 square footage adjustment. Cause those adjustments will be really Tiny, small. Right. right. Um, so those have crept up as values have crept up to be able to make something that's a significant adjustment to mm-hmm. say, you know, we're significantly going to make an adjustment for size. So yeah, typically right. above grade, 40 to $60 a square foot below grade right now. I usually start. So on an appraisal, the below grade square footage gets broken out into total area and then finished area mm-hmm. and then bathroom count. So total area, I'm usually looking at like $10 a square foot for just unfinished just area. Just un, if you have an unfinished basement and I have an unfinished basement, the difference in size, I'm, I'm going to say it's $10 a square foot for the difference in size. Got it. The finished area, I usually double that. So I'm at like $20 a square foot. So um, then finished square footage is actually worth 30. 30. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So $30 a square foot is usually my starting point. Again, it can go up and go down. And is it generally about worth about half? So above grade's about 60, below grade, if it's finished, is worth about 30. Um, yeah, that's kind of that how it is right to. now. Um, I would say that's, I guess, typically for what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Um, sometimes if I'm in the, the 
dollars a square foot for above grade. I'm probably still at the thirty dollars for below, so it's Got not it. exactly half. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's probably a general rule of thumb. Yeah, could above be close. Grade square footage is worth about two times. Yeah. Ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, anything else on adjustments that we need to speak um, to? Acreage. Acreage adjustments. Those are uh, those vary widely. Um, I think I usually start at like $2 a square foot for acreage adjustments right now. Um, and that's for maybe your standard, uh, like 0.2 to 0.3, mm-hmm. you know, of an acre type thing. If you're on multiple acres, then those will change quickly and I'll have to do some, a lot of it's other like cost of, per acre. Yeah. Cost per acre. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, if you're just a, a, a kind of a typical, House in the valley, you're you're looking at a dollar fifty to two dollars per square foot for the difference in acreage right now. Got it. So you basically take the acreage and turn that into square footage. I do. Yeah. Google yep. it's what forty three five sixty four three five six zero. Yeah, there's a full uh, full acre. So yep. yeah, whatever point. If you're point two two, then on the report it'll show acreage and it'll show you know two thousand two hundred seventy two square feet. Right. Mm. It breaks it down to a square. Oh, footage. you do break that down mm-hmm. on the appraisal. Yep. Okay. Unless it's over an acre, then it shows one point two or one something two. Yeah. Got it. So one thing that I wanted to bring up here was maybe stress to realtors or even homeowners that are here, what information would be valuable when you go to a home to appraise it? What information is one allowed Mm -hmm. and what information is valuable for them to give you? I mean, I see a lot of value in saying, hey, there's some uniqueness here, here, and here on this house. And these are things you should pay attention to because of the neighborhood. I mean, generally Mm -hmm. you're going to kind of know it, but what information can they give you and what maybe should they gear you up with when you go attend the appraisal? You know, I would say, uh, you know, give as much as you can. Um, You know, I think some appraisers, um, I've heard agents talk about appraisers, you know, kind of turning their nose up at Mm -hmm. being given comps or being given data. You know, I'm, I'm not a prideful person, so I'm totally fine with taking whatever you've got to mm-hmm. give me. And I think it is valuable, especially talking about some of the upgrades you've done. Um, you know, talk about, especially time frames, something on our report that we note is if the kitchens and the bathrooms are updated and what the time frame is mm-hmm. within the last year, within the last five years, within the last 10 years. So I think that's important. You know, say, hey, we did our kitchen in the last two or three years. We did the bathroom, you know, six months ago. Uh, so definitely talk about upgrades. Uh, talk about anything unique about your home, sure. Um, I get handed comparables a lot, which is fine. Again, a lot of people don't know how I look at comparables. So sometimes I'll look at them and I'll think, oh, okay, well, you gave me a bunch of two stories and you gave me a bunch of listings for a Rambler. I'm probably right. not going to use any of these. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't say that to him in the moment. Cause I'm always like, okay, I'll take a look at these. And I, mm-hmm. I stick them on my clipboard and I, and the way I go, but I say, yeah, I tell them anything you can. Um, anything you think is pertinent to your home's value, go for it. Um, something I said when I was here about refinancing, um, me as an appraiser, I can never come in and be like, hey, how much are you wanting for this? You know, how, how much are you hoping to get out of this appraisal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'll lose me my license real quick. Uh, but if you as a homeowner are having someone come in and refinance your house, there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, we're really hoping that, you know, this is around like 550. This is what's mm-hmm. going to make it work for us or, you know, because um, then you're, you're putting, you're giving us a target that may sway that bell curve, that bell curve mm-hmm. right? And things that have happened, which I feel sick about sometimes, is I come in it. 550 and they say okay well this didn't work for us unless it was at 555 and i'm like (laughs) okay well that it's hard for me to go back in 
especially if you don't have any reasons for me to say, actually, you know what? It's five grand more now. <laughs> Cause that looks bad on admin. Yeah. That looks bad on me and my license. Right. And I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm just, I'm really sorry. Cause like, yeah, I probably could have gone five up or down either way because it was within the reasonable range, you know, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what you were needing. And so it, I guess it's a little bit of a gray area. I can't ask. I never would. But if somebody says, Hey, we're really hoping this comes in at five twenty five or, or more. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Well, I mean, Hey, if that's there and that's reasonable, I'd, I'd love to get it for you. But if it's not, it's not, you know, right. don't hate it's me. It's not like it. it's going to change your mind. But sure. It, sure. so really, I think the big takeaway is comps, if you have them. Sure. And a summary of any any data points that you feel are important, whether it's maybe that garage and similar comps that sold with the garage mm-hmm. or it's upgrades or yeah. some unique feature about the house. Things that are not easily viewed when you pull the MLS to look at comps. Mm-hmm. They want to be highlighting and summarizing some of those data points. Yes, agreed. Okay, yeah, cool. Whatever you can give them is great. And so if let's, they, oh, yeah, yeah, if they turn their nose about you, then you know that's on them, not you. Yeah, whatever. So you may as well just try. <laughs> so time adjustments. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about how we can make those work. They're really, really important in today's market. Mm-hmm. And one thing I'd like you to speak to is this whole belief that perhaps we see appreciation start to taper down. We're seeing appreciation still like nearing or maybe upwards of 20% per year, right. as that starts to shift to maybe a more normalized market, how, how will that change how you work with time adjustments? Yeah. Um, so definitely and as, explain what a time adjustment is. Okay. Yeah. As, as agents out there. So when I make a time adjustment, I'm making a time of sale adjustment. I'm saying something that sold a year ago is not equal to something selling today. And that if you look at the market data, you can show that values generally in this area have gone up by 20 to 25%. So the value of a home a year ago, theoretically should be at least 25% higher today. Mm-hmm. And so on a report that's broken down to a per month percentage. So usually when I do time adjustments right now, I'm saying, okay, give me a one to 2% per month increase for whatever the sales price was. Um, for how, however many months ago the contract was written. It's based on the contract date, not on the sales date. And that's not based on a feeling. That's based on data. And yes. you have a website that's easily accessible here for Salt Lake mm-hmm. or maybe Utah in general. Maybe give that website real quick because it's data-driven. Yeah, so a very quick one to go to, sltrib.com slash home prices. That breaks it down per county, per zip code, and it does it every quarter. So right now if you went... Um, it would show you um, Q1 median home prices per zip code 2022 versus Q1 medium home, median home prices in 2021. And it'll show you just a straight percentage. And most of them are in the, you know, 15 to 20 to 25 range right now. Some of them don't. So they give an annual figure quarter over quarter. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you just divide that by 12 and times by how many months? Bingo. That's okay. it. Yeah. Sweet. Easy as that. Um, and so, yeah, I'm doing that. Um, definitely if it's over 90 days ago, um, sometimes if I need it and it's, it looks like it's reasonable, mm-hmm. I'll do it for you know 60 days. Usually if you're sold in the last 30 days, it's the same. Yeah. You're not going to get a big, big right. hit out of there anyways, but anything over the last like, uh, 90 days definitely should be having time adjustments. And I would say to agents, if you're ever trying to go to a reconsideration of value, make sure that the appraiser, if he used comps that are more than 90 days old, was making time adjustments and, and demand that they do because 
there's no way you could argue right now that they're not they're not needed. Right. Time adjustments are a guarantee. Let's let's touch on. Well, we've got one thing, which is reconciliation of final value. And then I want to give maybe from your perspective, the best tips and takeaways for a reconsideration sure. of value, because I sure. think that's a common thing today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, reconciliation is, again, a word that uh, the appraisers use a lot. It's actually in the report a couple times about reconciliation and how we reconcile value. So basically, I've, I've selected comparables. I've made all the adjustments. And now, um, let's, say I, let's say I used four sold comparables. Now I have four adjusted sales values mm-hmm. that are within a range. Some are high, some are low. How do I distill that down into one single number? Mm-hmm. And that's what we we refer to when we're talking about reconciliation. Um, an appraisal usually isn't based on just one sale. Um, so sometimes people will say, okay, well, my neighbor sold for 800, so I should be worth at least 800, mm-hmm. correct? Maybe not, because maybe one neighbor sold for 800, but maybe a neighbor a block away sold for 775. I don't think it'd be fair for me to say you're only worth 775. Probably not fair for me to say you're absolutely worth 800. So what happens is usually we distill these adjusted sales prices down into some sort of what I use is a weighted average of the adjusted sales prices to bring it down to um, more to help me see what a um, suitable value might be. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not that hard. Sometimes if, if the adjustments line up really nice and I've got like, Oh, I got 550, 555, 560, 557. I'm like, all right, you're right there in the 555, 557 ish range. That's awesome if you've got that tight of a grouping. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not that pretty, and I've got, I've got like a 520, I've got like a 560, I've got a 575, and a 600. I'm like, okay, how do I reconcile those? So that's when I'll go to um, the weighted average of the adjusted sales prices, and then I'll try to look and see maybe there is one house that is the most similar. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's got the lowest gross adjustments, or it's like the neighbor, or it's really close, and I'll say, okay, I'm not basing all my value on that one sale, but I'm giving that sale more weight. Mm-hmm. So maybe I've got a 600, a 575, and the rest are lower, but the 575 is really close. So you know what? I'm going to skew up because I think that 575 may be the better comp, but I can't necessarily just say none of these other comps are similar. I'm not giving them any weight because if they're on the report, I'm saying they're similar and that mm-hmm. they deserve weight. Um, so that's how eventually you've got to distill it down to one value. You've got to decide within the range, where the best spot is for it. And sometimes that could be the sales price. Maybe the sales price, you say, look, I've got a big range of sales in the area. Your price is within that range and it's close to some of these you know, median prices. There you go. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes, you know, it, it, it's, 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 it's not. Or it's different, and so if there's not a tight grouping, it's really boiling down to the, the value is going to come in pretty dang close to the comp that was the most similar, the fewest gross and net adjustments is generally speaking. In be my fun. opinion, that's what okay. I'll start to look for. Yeah. And that's what I see most yeah. commonly as a lender as well. Yeah. It's, you know, they kind of take that one and more or less ignore the highs and the lows yeah. and focus on, on the very similar mm-hmm. one. I would, I would, I would say <clears throat> it's uncommon, at least for me and, and the other appraisers I know it's, it's somewhat uncommon to say, okay, there was a, there was a sale at 800, and all the rest of them are way lower, but we're going to appraise you at 800. Right. That's not a defendable position. And sometimes appraisers look at the reports on how well can I defend this if I'm put in front of, you know, the licensing committee and they're saying, prove it, you know, right. that's what we don't, 
Yeah. We want to be able to, def- you know, CYA. Yeah, so. it's not like you want to kill deals, but right. you have to protect yourself and Correct. it's got to be a legitimate value within a range. Yep. Cool. So ROVs, reconsideration of value. Yeah. What are the, I, trying to still like mm. three or four big takeaways yeah. for realtors and homeowners out there that might need to fight an appraisal that's low. Yeah. What do you think the best tips are? Well, um, I would echo what I said before is you got to show me the comps, you know, like Jerry Maguire, show me the money. Mm -hmm. You got to show me comps. If you're going to come and try to get a reconsideration of value, look at the comps they used and you've got to find comparables that are either closer, more similar, or have a more similar set of amenities and level of upgrades Mm -hmm. to say my comp here that you ignored is a better indicator of value than the ones you put on the report. So that's where you got to start, right? Look for better comps. Or at least the same. So if all of your comps were within a half a mile, they can't supply comps that were a mile away because they're probably going to be disputed. Definitely not over a mile. If all my comps are within a mile and I'm sent anything that's over a mile, that's easy for me to say, oh. oh." What if all your comps were within a quarter mile and they send one a half a mile away? I'd probably still use it because it's within that one mile bubble. So you would take that into consideration and... Okay. That, that wouldn't be the reason I would immediately kick it out, mm-hmm. right? Got it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you got you to gotta start by finding better comparables. Don't break the bubbles. If it's a Rambler, don't send two stories. If it's a two-story, don't send Ramblers, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, go after them for time adjustments. Um, and then one of the other big adjustments we make are condition adjustments, you know, something that's mm-hmm. decked out and brand new with, you know, nice finishes. Or a flip. Or, or a flip like or something that's maybe, you know, you know, 1990s or 2000 level updates, you can make condition adjustments. Mm-hmm. See if they made those, see how much they are, question them on how they came up with those values and maybe argue that they should be higher or lower. <laughs> Got it. That's, so you really, on that point, you really want them, if they haven't elaborated enough, you mm-hmm. want to get to a point of like forcing their hand to elaborate exactly why there wasn't mm-hmm. something yeah. or why the adjustment was too large in Mm-hmm. Case. Yeah, you got to go after them with new comparables mm-hmm. or you have to look at the adjustments they made. And exactly, if they didn't explain them well enough, say, hey, we think they should be less. Mm-hmm. Show us how you got to these because we figure they should be less or more. Um, and then what are some other things to go after? I mean, I almost think, like you added, I want to summarize a couple things. So obviously comps that mm-hmm. are within a mile, similar, similar size, all these things. Good comps that are sold, not yep. listed, not under contract. Correct. That's the biggest one. Uh, arguing condition or time adjustments mm-hmm. is another big one. And yep. make them elaborate on why it was or wasn't included. Right. And any material mis- misrepresentations, mm-hmm. square footage, room count, bathroom yeah. count, garage mm-hmm. count, those types of things seem like the low-hanging fruit right. on that, an ROV. Exactly. That'll get you the, the most bang for your buck. Um, and there was there was a comparable, there was a, a listing or it was one my wife was, I think they were purchasing and it came back low and they had me look at it. And I said, oh, well, they, they measured incorrectly and I can mm-hmm. show how on the measurement for the square footage came out way different because they measured differently. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, they obviously had the size wrong. Size is a big one. So pay a yeah. lot of attention to that. And that's I think maybe I have some do nots, some like things to okay, not do, which, yeah. I've, which I've kind of stated. Don't start sending things that are over a mile if everything they used is within a mile. You know, if you have to close your eyes to the subdivision and go two miles away to support your value, that's not going to hold up on an appraisal. Right. If unless the house that I'm appraising was built in like the last three to five years, don't send me brand new 
2022 builder God. comps. Those I'm going to say aren't homes, similar. Basically. Yeah, usually brand new homes are compared to brand new homes or homes lived within the last two to three years, right? Mm-hmm. If you've if the home was built more than five or six years ago, unless I can't find homes that aren't that were built five to six years ago, I'm not going to use the brand brand new stuff because mm-hmm. that's got a different appeal. Mm-hmm. It's got a superior appeal to people in the market. Mm-hmm. Um, again, don't break those bubbles. Um, you got to send comps that are like that are that are similar. Um, and if you do that, you've got a chance. You start breaking those bubbles and going far away. It makes it really easy for me to say, nope, nope, nope. Mine are right. more similar. Sorry. Right. Yeah. So you want to make the appraiser think, not give them low exactly. to decline it. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. 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 Cool. And again, I'm, I'm not a prideful person and I change values when I'm wrong and I have no problem with that, mm-hmm. but I'd like to, you know, back myself up if right. I can, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so for sure. Cool. Well, I think that was really good. Do you have any other last minute points, things that you want to interject that we haven't hit on? Um, just that, you know, appraisers are your friend. <laughs> we're nice people. Even um, when the value comes in. Even when their value are low, we're usually sorry. Um, and I think generally we're, you know, we're reasonable people. Uh, we can work well together. You know, me and my wife are proof that agents and appraisers get along just fine. Live in the same household yeah. most of the time. Yeah. And like you said, we're, honestly, we're, it should be a collaboration between yeah. the two groups. And uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a knowledge gap and maybe, um, you know, a, a, a gap of understanding of where appraisers and agents come from that both sides don't understand very well. So I think it's important to try to bridge those with things like this. Yeah, for sure. Well, dude, I, th- I thank you for coming on and yep. explaining all this stuff. I think it's huge. And everybody, thank you for tuning in. If there's any additional questions, any anything that we missed or, or confused you on, comment on this on this episode and let us know what we need to clarify. We'll have Landon back to re-clarify. This is a complicated topic, um, but like he said, I think something huge to go over and try and simplify the difference between an appraisal value and and maybe what you might list it for and and why we see these differentiations in what we think the value is as a homeowner or a realtor and what the appraiser comes back at. So anyway, thanks everybody for tuning in. You can follow us at Loans Elevated, Landon Arnett. Thank you so much for joining. Happy to be here. Catch you next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Loans Elevated. To stay up to date on all industry news, please follow us on all platforms at Loans Elevated or at Brock Lassig. If you're interested in learning more about what your financing options are, please reach out to me and my team at 801 713-4000 713-4000 or visit applywithbrock.com. I look forward to working with you.